Everybody knows Jesse the Body Ventura always brings something new to the world of pro wrestling. Well, get ready, WCW, because it's time now for the Jesse the Body Ventura First Annual Strongest Arm Contest. That's right. We're going to find out who's got the strongest arm in WCW, the first annual Jesse the Body Tournament. Everyone knows that stunning Steve Austin is the world's greatest athlete. And I guess you consider arm wrestling a sport, too. So I guess I'll just win this one also. <laughs> I'll be at Jesse Ventura's arm wrestling contest, and I'm showing up armed, baby, and dangerous. I may come out of retirement. I may be the winner of the strongest arm. The big arm wrestling contest that's coming up, Ron Simmons has been training hard, and this arm is going to take it off. The monster is mad, and you have to pay the price. This is the Vin Man. Hey, I've been strong-arming people my whole life. Why would this be any different, hey? All he is going down. Well, they tell me now they're having an arm wrestling contest. This is not my forte. I'm a professional wrestler, and we all know how well I do at that. We're going to find out. Who's the strongest kid on the block? If you look around, you'll notice it's in the buggy whip hanging out of my shoulder. Maybe I won't be the biggest or the strongest, but as usual, I'll excel at whatever. Watch out because the Russian sickle is coming. Five times national arm wrestling champion. Of course, I got Jesse's invite. And Rick Rude's gonna be too busy. Eight of the strongest arms have accepted, and we're gonna find out which one is the strongest. Press play! Where's the magic finger? Pressing down! Yeah! The Wrestling Club with Darren and Brett. We've got a show that you'll never forget. forget, forget. Greetings, Grapple fans, and welcome to the only place that's safe for all wrestling fans, whether you're casual, lapsed, obsessed, or ashamed. I'm Brett Davis, uh, taking over the reins of the intro because Darren maybe is currently on assignment. The wrestling club can't happen because it's the wrestling club with Darren and Brett. So uh, I'm happy to present the first ever edition of Arm Wrestling Club with Brett and Colette. Hi. So welcome, stoked Colette. about this. The, the editor of Fan Fight. That's right. That's right. Oh, uh, which unfortunately has not published anything about arm wrestling, but it will in the future. Well, you know, uh, some in, intrepid viewer or listener of Arm Wrestling Club, a member of the Arm Wrestling Club, uh, even, uh, might be inspired by today's topic, which is arm wrestling. wrestling. That's right. Uh, you, you you pitched this <laughs> to me. I did. <laughs> because uh, um, y'all are one of the few uh, podcasts that really covers like some of the the weirder like niche stuff in the world of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, arm wrestling is one of those niche things. Like it's up there with like you know the the fraction of the gay community that's really into like jobber squash matches like it's like if you're into <laughs> arm wrestling as a wrestling fan you're into some real pervert shit uh within the realm of of the genre um like people noted when uh 
Omos and Bobby Lashley had their arm wrestling match that like WWE's other arm wrestling matches on their YouTube had like 43 million views and like no one can explain it, but it's pretty simple. Like it's a, you know, four minute showcase of built dudes biceps. Like people are into that. Um, And also it's like a microcosm of everything that's like funny and good about like specifically like Memphis style wrestling. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of stalling. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, so yeah, like, I, I think that like, you know, it, it very rarely reveals much about like the characters or whatever, but like it is, um, just kind of a showcase for like the, the strangest aspects of an already strange medium and also kayfabing an arm wrestling match has to be super difficult. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a skill. I, I did a little deep dive into the world of arm wrestling which we, we could talk about in a little bit um that's a strange universe um but yeah we're gonna be looking at some of the greatest arm wrestling matches in the world of professional wrestling uh in just a little bit but you know i i got colette here i got so many questions about the world of wrestling uh right. and and a and a a, a wise mind so uh what do you uh what do you into these days um man that's a good question (laughs) uh which doesn't sound really positive but um i've been into like the owen hart qualifying matches like the owen hart tournament matches Mm -hmm. like i think that it's weird to call every match a qualifying match if everyone has to win a match to get in because that's just the first round of a tournament um like that's how that works (laughs) um Mm -hmm. but um, the tournament hasn't begun in earnest yet no what i gather no but like you you can add like another column like it's like (laughs) (laughs) uh but i think that those have been really good and have allowed people to like showcase like different skills and abilities um i you know as weird as it is to like say um you know i am um fairly excited to see like what stokely hathaway does when his 30 days are up um yeah. bunch of wwe releases dakota kai being the most appalling uh, yeah that one like that one doesn't make any sense um like i i read somewhere that like the the problem was is that nobody had any solid ideas for her on raw or smackdown and it's like oh, oh, okay like there's another show that you have she can stick out there until you figure something out yeah but you got um, stuff for Aaliyah. come on yeah no that's it is what it is um but and she'll be they, fine too the the one thing i heard is like that she's too old which is a terrifying prospect but like too old to be in nxt i guess given their new like youth movement youth movement yeah but i mean you would think that that's like that's not necessarily a bad thing like you want solid like you know good wrestlers on your card in order to like raise up those younger people like that's that's you know Bivens leaving like Malcolm Bivens being released doesn't hurt him that much because you know he's got a 30-day con like a no no compete and then he can do whatever he wants but like the Creed brothers and Ivy Nile like they were learning from him (laughs) like Mm -hmm. how to be charismatic how to show off like a side of themselves um and like I I, his contract like he wasn't going to resign but they had him for you know another half a year at least so like why not keep him like it's short-sighted like shooting yourself in the foot constantly well from what but i hear he doesn't matter one of the few that actually asked for it he didn't ask for it 
Okay. Um, he he said that he wasn't re-signing, which is the same thing, but like a different context. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, like people don't people usually don't ask out from WWE because it's not like a thing that they actually like. Whenever someone asks for a release, look at what happens, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, like you get held hostage forever. Um, so yeah, that's that's going on, and I'm like I am looking forward to seeing what everyone does whenever they land wherever they land. Um just because you know it's always good to see people who've been kind of stuck in a pattern do something different um yeah i mean he's he's so beloved and now that he's got this like raised profile it's just like yeah this guy's um did you see the lineup for battle of the super juniors i did not no please let me know it's really good i saw ace austin's in it that's the only one i know (laughs) uh wheeler yuda's in it Okay, like, great. Yuda's in it. Um, the only person who really sucks who's in it is uh, TJ Perkins, but uh, you know, New Japan loves him. Um, yeah, exactly. Dab on uh, the haters. I can't. I can't believe that he still does that. Um, <laughs> it's the best lineup that they've had in several years, and a lot of that is due to being able to have people from outside of Japan come in. I'm. I'm very interested. Uh, Hiromu Takahashi, Raisuke Taguchi, Taiji Ishimori, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, Sho, Ace Austin, Yo, Clark Connors, Francesco Akira, who I, I don't know. I don't know him either. Alex Zane. Um, that's fun. That's A Block. And then Desperado, Master Watto, Dookie, L. Lindemann. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so did I say it wrong? I don't know. I thought it was do- like Doki, Doki or something. Doki? <laughs> I've always said Dookie. <laughs> I never even thought it was funny. <laughs> Robbie Eagles, uh, Titan, that must be Adam Schur, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Braun Strowman, uh, Bushi, Willer Yuta, TJP, and El Fantasmo. Yeah, this is cool. Yeah, it's good. Like, it's a really good lineup. Um, and it's like, for me, I think that the exciting thing is like, you know, Wheeler Yuta has been on a massive like role lately and seeing him do something like battle of the, or best of the super juniors is going to be pretty interesting so far as his like development as a you know superstar wrestler and like character is concerned he's already pretty much there like the i'm shocked at how well the blackpool combat club has worked for like him specifically yeah um, he's got that new like masawa music and the new yeah. gear and it's just the, like... yeah the white gear with the blood on it such a you know that that's i think that's the the thing that maybe the major wrestling companies don't get enough credit for is like taking somebody who's really good and making them great with presentation um and he's AEW is shockingly good at that unbelievable yeah wwe drops the ball all the time like on the easiest guys um but AEW, like, they take people that, like, you know, casual, like, you know, people who aren't interested in, like, indie wrestling or whatever, like, wouldn't know who Wheeler Yuta is. Like, they do the um, three-match progression, right? Like, uh, Joseph Monacilio wrote a thing about, like, the progression of matches between Yuta and Moxley and how, like, it went from squash match to, like, brave effort to total fucking bloodbath. And, like, you know, that made him like he's a made man and like you don't see that kind of thing in wwe really because they don't know how to do it like i i can't think of like you know 
Uh, the closest they came to making a new star was Pat McAfee, and then they had Vince McMahon pin him. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty cool to see that happening. And like they're able to call audibles, like Dr. Britt Baker, obviously, like wasn't working as a baby face, but then became like super over as a heel. Mm-hmm um jade cargill like i'm i'm surprised like when she debuted people were making fun of the idea of having like an untrained wrestler which wasn't quite fair um like be such a major focal point of the show and now people can't get enough of her like yeah i do like her her new team with red velvet stare at and uh (laughs) kira hogan Hogan. who's so great and was like being totally wasted but now we get to see her a little bit more of her uh yeah so that's great and they then they fought a uh like a super team <laughs> all of the all like all the people i was talking about a few weeks ago willa nightingale trisha dora a team with sky blue like people that need to get signed today sky is signed sky's signed but you know she's, she's on the roster she's on the she, dark elevation roster which i love I yeah. love that. And she's like 22, whatever. Like that's she's fine. really young. It's fine. And it, that was more of like a Tony, like, you want a contract? Good, cool. Yeah, the Fuego del Sol contract. Yeah. I watched Triple Mania. Oh, Triple Mania. Um, How was it? So we were talking on that episode a few weeks ago about WrestleMania and how I think the two night thing is a little confusing. Uh for like a casual fan that just wants to check out wrestling once a year. I'm kind of the same way about Lucha or like at least AAA. And I found myself in the same boat as I'm watching this show in utter confusion for a lot of it. Uh, The first match was the one I showed up for Ultimo Dragon versus Pentagon Jr. So excited. And then the announcers who thank God they were in English um, because I wouldn't have picked up on this. They're like, so this is sort of a backwards tournament where uh, the winner of the tournament is the loser. What? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. So this is Roulette de la Muerte. Uh, oh, my God. So the losers continue in the tournament. And at the very end, the two most losering wrestlers <laughs> then compete in a Lucha de Apuestas mask versus match ma- mask match. Uh, and then the loser of the tournament loses their mask so it's like how seth rollins lost like 50 matches before wrestlemania was put into a wrestlemania match by vince mcmahon and lost i I guess like that's like that's i mean whatever lucha libre booking is elusive the last triple mania i watched was the one that opened with like the marvel superheroes like six man tech yeah uh which was phenomenal like it made no sense i loved every minute of it um and I was listening to it in Spanish, so I had like Hugo Savinovich like screaming in my ear the whole time. Yeah. Um, this time they had Hugo and Carlos. Oh, they were doing the English commentary. Oh, they were doing Spanish commentary. But, okay. Uh, yeah. Just that dude, <laughs> like ruins every pinfall. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> bruto. <laughs> uh, it was a really fun show, despite my. Uh, complaints um again there's like triple mania so there's like the bad production 
<laughs> or just there's video packages, but the announcers don't know there's a video package, so they're just talking, talking over it. <laughs> uh, but you can't hear them. <laughs> you yeah. can only like hear them like because there's a loud video playing, and then there's like you know your brain has to adjust because like oh every five seconds they're going to cut to a wide shot for a giant motor oil ad that's like on the giant screen (laughs) they were in a a big empty arena (laughs) no one was there well there were people there but it wasn't a it was like a a stadium in monterey so it was oh no scattered people and this is the first of three right like there's three yeah so that was the other thing it's like i'm watching this and then they're like and now he'll compete in the next two triple meets. I'm like, I'm not gonna watch this. <laughs> I'm gonna watch like three of these. Yeah, that is a bit much if you don't like Lucha Libre. What I mean, I, I like them. I, much like casual wrestling fan, there's, you know, I, I that's how I enjoy AAA. Like, I know some of the old guys, like vaguely aware of the new guys uh familiar with the special guests and then uh, i really love the weirdo with the urn <laughs> all my <laughs> friends that don't watch wrestling love paul bear and i love uh antonio pena's uh, wife yeah everyone does love paul bear he's like universal yeah and everybody after every match they all go and pay respect to the urn that's amazing ultimo dragon was like hugging it it was weird <laughs> Uh, the, the, the main event was great. It was Young Bucks against Vikingo and Phoenix. Uh, but then it ended in a, you know, schmoz. Yeah. Uh, Elkanek wrestled. <laughs> he is 70 years old. It's like, yeah, a million years old. <laughs> He's one of the few people uh, still alive that uh, maybe the only person still alive that slammed Andre the Giant. Wow. Yeah. Elkanek was like wrestling in like the early 70s. Wait, Hulk Hogan is still alive. Famously. No, I forget that. <laughs> Where you was know. that? I don't know. Uh, like wherever the Mets played in 1982. Well, Shea Stadium. Shea Stadium, yeah. Uh, but Kanek wrestled Psycho Clown and beat him. What? No <laughs> way. Well, because Kanek can't lose his mask. Oh, so, okay. That's the thing is like Pentagon and Psycho Clown and like Blue Demon Jr. are all like advancing because they're they can have more than one match a year. Uh, <laughs> LA Park, uh, he won his match, so he's out. He <laughs> beat Villano Viano Four, who's also like ancient. really, he's super old. He was old when he was on like WCW Saturday Night, right? And that he kind of got unmasked and he looks just like Alfred Molina. It was great. Uh, Ty and Sammy were on the show. They were doing their thing, um, uh-huh. but Sammy got replaced by Parka Negra, who I don't okay. know who that is. But uh, why did he get replaced? Because he fucking died on AEW oh, this week. That stupid fucking dive. Yeah, the big ladder match. Yeah. Sammy did like a 650 whatever yeah, you call it he did a lot of rotations and he shouldn't have do nothing <laughs> to nothing yeah <laughs> but he and still then, won uh, or no he lost he lost he lost he, he won tonight thanks to per 
Porquita Negra. Parca Negra. Yeah. Uh, and then Porky they... Negra would be great. Super oh Porky God. Negra. Porky Negra. <laughs> I didn't know Psycho Clown was part of that family. Yeah, right? It's crazy. That family is wild as hell. Yeah. Sammy and Ty uh, made out. And they kiss in the way that like I've never seen two people kiss before. Like they just like you get a little bit on on AEW, but AAA is like hornier. So they're just like more, more. And they're just like getting the camera right in there. And it's just like she's like licking his face during it. I don't know about this. I used to like her so much. (laughs) She used to wrestle. It was great. Well, she wrestled. She wrestled a sexy star too there's a second one yeah um wow yeah they're a chick tormenta uh and then there's this guy commander no uh maravilla no no latigo <laughs> see I, i'm a little, like learning and latigo is like a like a like a like a sub <laughs> he kind of looks like the bastard brothers what <laughs> Like Bastion Brothers meets Demolition. Like he's got yeah. like the gimp mask and like a little like leash. Sounds great. Yeah. Uh Jack Carwheel was on it. Laredo Kid. Uh oh, a, a big one I liked is Deanna Perrazzo was there. Yeah. Who did uh, she wrestle? So she t- it was a weird batch. It was Pagano, Bandito, and Taya uh versus Cybernetico, Andrade. And Diona, uh, and then she's going to be on uh, AEW this week. Good for her. I'm looking forward to it. I uh, she wears her craziest coat. Oh god, those coats are so fucking cool. I love Diana Perazzo. I think she's like everything I wish Charlotte was. Yeah, yeah, and she's another example of someone who should have been like an easy slam dunk. Who like they totally yeah. wasted. I mean, she she. It took a minute for her to learn charisma, but the second she was like out of NXT, it's like she had it. So it's like yeah. maybe she had it before that. I think um, she had it before. Yeah, she was. Like, I remember she was like in NXT, but wasn't wrestling and was like appearing on Raw to like job to Charlotte. I don't know. Super weird. She she also grew up a few towns over from me, so that's oh, okay. I, yeah. yeah, got a uh, hometown hero. But uh, yeah, it was a, a weird show. Uh, and then there's it more. Is. The Hardys are coming. Oh, uh, no. Viano, Psycho Clown, Pentagon Jr., Blue Demon Jr. Somebody's getting unmasked. Probably Viano, right? Uh, yeah, it could be time for this Viano to get unmasked. The last one who did, I think, was Viano 3. Yeah. He, he comes out to the like a remix of the Pink Panther song. song. <laughs> <laughs> he just slinks out there (laughs) he's like hiding (laughs) waiting for his brother to go into the ring so they can switch yeah i have liked every single with the exception of the killer bees who sucked because they didn't go all the way i have liked every gimmick where like people look similar or are wearing the same mask and they like just switch out the bella twins perfect and they just they just did it on a on, on AEW like last week really i didn't watch it last week yeah there was a uh, scorpio sky and frankie kazarian just switch out well you know how there's like <laughs> not enough women in the AEW for like the owen hart tournament 
Yes, I am. I am well aware of this. (laughs) So uh, it was like some somebody you've never heard of, but then they did the twin magic thing. Um, Love it. Sign them immediately. Strap them up. Uh, yeah, it was uh, Robin Renegade. Oh man, Ruby Soho. Excited for Jamie Hader and Tony Storm. Yeah, that's gonna be good. Great first round tournament match when you don't have a stacked roster. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else you're, you're you're super excited about as far as? No, I, I think I think that that pretty much covers it. Like, I, yeah. uh, it wasn't as good as I wanted it to be, but the Bobby Lashley Omos arm wrestling contest was was pretty good. It was pretty good. Yeah. This this brings us to our topic. Uh, our wrestling matches where would you say it ranks on uh, your your uh your list oh not even nowhere near the top 10 yeah um like it was fine but it was just like over very quickly like the trash talk was like kind of meh and uh the best part was when omas used the arm wrestling table as a guillotine i thought that was very <laughs> clever <laughs> um, like i love that part but the rest of it was the innovator uh, of offense the, yeah, <laughs> that's that's his nickname from now on yeah <laughs> uh the innovator of extreme since it's weapons <laughs> yeah. tommy dreamer now um well, one yeah. one thing i just before we hop into the arm wrestling we have a member wrestling club who's killing it in stardom right now uh may saruga uh, yes. famously of Choco Pro, uh, has been part of a ch- stardom, uh, you know, wrestled, wrestled in this like battle royal, won it, um, got to challenge uh, Azam. AZM, yeah. I think they call her Azam, though. Yeah. And it's so fun to see. I mean, you know, she's wrestled in a ring many times, but like on this big stage, but doing ch- Choco Pro spots where like she's like jumping off of like, like the ring post and stuff. Oh man, that's cool. It's really cool. It's like makes her stand out so much. That's uh, really different for stardom too. Yeah, it's, uh, she's such a star. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, great to see um okay that's all i have to say about that no no congrats man no. yeah. back to arm back to big beefy men <laughs> Beefy men uh yeah i mean it's just one of those things where like the history of arm wrestling in pro wrestling like is that better than any like superstar billy graham segment like that no um is it better than like big van vader like you know doing double biceps and screaming at some dude who's going who's doing choo-choo noises absolutely not um it was it was good but it was you know i didn't feel bad for missing it live i guess yeah well you really should tune in draw anything can happen in the wwe <laughs> that's right cody uh, rhodes could be in an arm wrestling match next week yeah <laughs> just like start doing that weekly <laughs> cody rhodes beats omas in, in an arm wrestling match that's what raw underground should have been should have been <laughs> omas at the door not competing yes yeah. Shane, Shane, and like his like, you know, express men, <laughs> uh, like going out clothes, yeah, like two sad strippers, <laughs> <laughs> and then like just the table, and like some <laughs> NXT guy you've never heard of beating yeah. Elias. <laughs> you have to pay to get in. You have to that, pay to get in. 
Raw Underground is going to be one of those things that like every five years, people are going to be like, remember Raw Underground? It was the weirdest fucking thing. And it's like, it really wasn't <laughs> like it wasn't that weird. It wasn't, but it was it's like so great to like know you're in a wrestle crap <laughs> like golden era. <laughs> but i mean like, like i i almost give them credit for trying something oh yeah i think it was a good idea and it could have been fun if wwe executed the things on paper well as yeah like you know like if you if aew was given some edict from above to be like oh you have to have an underground fight club thing okay they're gonna shoot it like single camera and you know have cool lighting and they do it really well too like yeah you know the actual fighting would would be fun to watch throw in your like mma guys and your brawlers yeah. and like just do it whereas wwe's like here's dolph ziggler mma ma- like master was my yeah. favorite part of it he and hit people with like, a zigzag and a mixed martial arts match and his like skinny jeans <laughs> Like, and they're just like in some, like they wanted it to look like a warehouse, but it really just looked like where they store the chairs. Yeah. <laughs> just look like the back of the performance center. And then when they moved to like the new Thunderdome, it was like even worse where it was just like really well lit and. Uh, yeah. Okay. God. Well, you sent over an arm wrestling match. Uh, between maybe my two least favorite wrestlers of whoa, all time. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> i'll let you continue but scott norton fucking rules uh, okay scott norton is cool in a certain context but growing up watching wcw and only uh, having access to the non-cable television i saw a lot of scott norton <laughs> i did too <laughs> he ruled at a pinup on the wall oh my god <laughs> i was never uh never a big fan um did you but... have you ever seen any of his new japan stuff yeah but that stuff's okay. cool. But yeah. I wouldn't say he's any more, any greater than like your Dr. Deaths or Stan Hansen's or anything. Oh, sure. But he also got a shoulder breaker over as a finisher. So only him and Papa Shango can, <laughs> can lay claim to that. Yeah. And if I had to choose between the two, 100% Papa Shango, the guy who got me into wrestling. <laughs> seriously yeah the my the way i got into wrestling was i was watching saturday morning cartoons and then wrestling came on and i thought it was sports so i didn't care but then i saw this voodoo man (laughs) making people puke and shit and i'm like holy mother of god what is this this is the best thing i've ever seen in my entire life (laughs) that's pretty awesome if i had seen scott norton that morning Maybe you would have never, never come back. Yeah. Uh, certainly wouldn't be hosting this. But, and then Brian Adams, who I'll just say, he sucks. He's, he's bad. Uh, we, we reviewed the uh, MTV Snow Brawl a few yeah. weeks ago. The <laughs> ski resort wrestling event that they had. And they did a battle royal. And like Brian Adams is weirdly the focus of it. You think like of all the Rey Mysterios and Conans and like people, Chris Jericho's Kidmans, you could focus on. They're like, no, Brian Adams will get the Brian kids. Adams is going to do it. And he's Maybe like, because cutting... his name was Brian Adams. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> <laughs> I 
they had the other thing that I think we'll get to review in a few weeks. Uh, it was like a video bash where it's like, uh, I guess the idea was they'll present videos by uh, attaching an artist to a wrestler, and then the wrestlers will face off. So they had like Will Smith is represented by Public Enemy, <laughs> and God, Ricky Martin is represented by High Voltage. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds they, amazing uh, it's really great and then they wrestle in a, you know what fuck it let's watch that <laughs> <laughs> because well, uh, well, we got some arm wrestling to get to we don't need to get to all of it yeah, yeah this is uh there'll be arm wrestling club too you know we're, we're gonna have a, a if you go to the uh, wrestling club youtube we're doing a thing uh recreating mtv is if it only featured wrestling content. Well, I've um, seen this because it's like, yeah, it's like raining, which is the worst thing to wrestle in. Yeah, so we're, we're in the middle of a rainstorm. Uh, we got the, a nice view of the New York skyline um, that you can't really see because the yeah. camera is covered in water. Uh, they come up to their shitty theme music. Yeah, there's like the inset promo TRL style where they're like, we're representing Will Smith. Uh, Robbie Rage was in the Snow Brawl tournament. I had zero recollection. And like I said, I only watched the like B and C shows of WCW. I was like, I have no idea who Kenny Chaos and Robbie Rage are. <laughs> here they're cutting a promo can you Matt hear that Penfield's soul is just oh, withering up wrong. right now <laughs> yeah Matt Penfield, Tony yeah, Schiavone, careful, Larry Zabisco on commentary great conductor of electricity and the public the, uh, you know youth right symbol of the 1990s right. Larry Zabisco <laughs> he was on the other one too he was on one of them <laughs> but yeah they're just in this wet area no one wants to be there. No one. Like, it looks like shit. It's like a hockey, hockey, like what do you call it? Rink, and there's like tarp everywhere. Everyone's in covered in plastic. Everything's is covered in plastic, except for the ring, <laughs> which yeah. could maybe use something over it. Who are they representing? Is it LL Cool J? Wow, Johnny Rocco, or they filmed, they, I'm feeling it with them today. What do you think? I don't know where the audio is. All the furniture with them. They've got the tables, they got the trash cans. They're ready Can to you fight. Hear it? That's not trash cans. That's a normal street in New York. That's true, absolutely. Carson, what's going Jesus on up there with Christ. you, my man? Oh, <laughs> can, can you Carson Daly's there? Oh, yeah, I can hear it. started okay. right here in the ring, Public Enemy, representing LL Cool J in high voltage. I'm getting the hell out of the way here. Yeah, this is like from an era where in the rain. WCW is... knew that wrestling was hot. Sure? Yeah. But didn't like know why. <laughs> so they could get away with anything. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, MTV like knew wrestling was hot. Like, didn't know why. So they're just like, yeah, we'll throw high voltage out there i uh i just finished watching a lot of like 1998 nitros and uh they do an angle where high voltage is breaking up and it's it's like the most it's the most well-acted wrestling stuff you've ever seen 
and no one cares. You're on Nitro? Again, this is a three-hour show I wasn't watching actively. Yeah, it was a three-hour show, which is a real problem. But the two-hour show was the same thing. Like, it was the same, like, weird mashes that didn't go anywhere. I don't know. I love it. I mean, they, they had a roster depth that I th- AEW is getting close to it. But They're very AEW, close to it, yeah. AEW doesn't have, like, random, like, Greg Valentine matches. Yeah, like, they don't have Marty Jannetty, and, like, they don't have, like, Barry Horowitz. Yeah, like, Rick Martell's still there. Yeah, this looks like a miserable, <laughs> miserable viewing experience for everyone involved. I would hate this so much. And, like, the fact that it's a public enemy map, which, like, works in a certain context. But not, like, they uh, didn't even catch the move. They didn't even catch it. This is, like, a, in a public park. Great. It's amazing. I knew those guys from hanging out with them earlier. Unbelievable. We're going to do it. So public enemy will have LL advancing. I guess there are people there. They won? How did they win? The table. It was a tables match. That existed in WCW. Unbelievable. Matt Pinfield, my favorite wrestling announcer of all time. <laughs> the best. The very best. Yeah. All right. Let's let's get into this uh, arm wrestling match between Scott Norton and Brian Adams. And uh, why don't you tell us what's going on? So what's happening here is we are in the world of Portland professional wrestling. And while I don't really know the details of the feud that's happening, uh, I can tell you that Brian Adams is going to be challenging Scott Norton because uh, Al Madrill, who might be best known for being referenced in a Mountain Goat song, uh, (laughs) is a bad dude who hosts shit like this, I guess. Um, Norton is legitimately the world champion of arm wrestling. Like he did arm wrestling uh, professionally. That's how he got into wrestling. That's how he was in the movie Over the Top with Sylvester Stallone. Um, and basically what's about to happen is uh, every arm wrestling contest that has ever happened within a professional wrestling ring. Yeah, the Hollywood blonde, Scott yeah. Norton. Just got bleach blonde hair. <laughs> His like pink Zubas are uh, delightful. Mm-hmm. Love the Zubas. And, and this is, uh, is this Guerrero? No, Mon- that's Al Madrill. Oh, that's Al Madrill. Okay. But he was at one point in time tag team champions with Chavo Guerrero. I see. Who's this other little guy? <laughs> I have no idea. He looks like kind of like Mike Awesome, but it's too early for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like. It lo- <laughs> it's it's also the the fact that he's like about two feet shorter than Mike Awesome, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but he looks he's exactly also- like him. Yeah, but he's carrying himself like he's got a lot of beef on him. Yeah, he does have like show like, wrestler. Kinda- <laughs> 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 so yeah, I have no idea how they got Norton to do this because like. He wasn't a fixture in wrestling yet. I think that he broke in with AWA uh, as uh, Scott Flapjack Norton, who really loved pancakes. <laughs> By the way, this is the uh, the anniversary of the AWA Battle of the Breakfast Cereals, uh, which was... 
Something we should probably talk about. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so yeah, this is like the common. This is like everything that's happening right now. Uh, like Brian Adams pulls his hand out because he's getting beaten, and he's claiming that you know Scott Norton is cheating, and Scott Norton has like oil in his hand, and that he's like not being fair, blah blah blah. And because everyone else in the ring is a heel, you know they're they're out to get him. Like they they fully believe it. Um, Here's my problem with Brian Adams is that <laughs> he is the, like, if you watch a 90s movie and they're, like, watching wrestling, he is, he's like, the wrestler. Yeah, he's, like, <laughs> tonight when we get in the ring, I'm going to crush you. <laughs> you little pipsqueak. You're going to be just dirt on my boot. You you just pretty much quoted word for word his promo in the WCW Nitro PlayStation 1 game. <laughs> Pick me, or I'll stick your head through the mat, you pencil neck geek. <laughs> Only he says pencil neck geek. Oh, like where did he get that neck from? Geek? I don't know. <laughs> Freddie Blassie wasn't even dead yet. He's stealing from him. An idiot. <laughs> Sorry to disrespect the dead, but I fucking hate Brian Adams. He was a, a really close friend of uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. He was. That seemed he was like his bodyguard, I think. Let's see. During his craziest period. Like, he was in the recording studio while Macho Man was laying down be a man. Yeah. What do you think of this? What do you think of this beat? <laughs> I think he called him Crush. Yeah, Crush. <laughs> Brother, Kona Crush. Kona. <laughs> Be honest with me. <laughs> Tell me about my flow. <laughs> okay, Ryan Adams is putting his whole ass into it. He's putting, <laughs> yeah, he's putting his ankle into it. But it's not enough. Man, Scott Norton's hair is like straight up Ken doll. It's disgusting. Oh, oh what? no! He Mike Awesome. Into his face. Mike Awesome comes in with the powder. I love it, Ray. Stay, Mike. Stay awesome. I love, I love the, I love Al Madrill just being like, I don't even want to watch this. I'm out of here. Well, he's, 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 he's only there to MC the arm yeah. wrestling. He doesn't Things want are looking the pretty rough for Al Madrill. <laughs> yeah. Well, right, they're gonna try to break his arm. His money maker. No. He needs that. But they they really suck. <laughs> they, they can't keep it down. So, from what I, I researched, maybe you can clarify this. The movie Over the Top had a promotional arm wrestling tournament attached to it. That was like the basis of what it was. Is this, is this correct? I didn't know that. I mean, that sounds plausible. What I the weird thing that I know about Over the Top is that it had a full line of action figures with like arm wrestling table accessories. <laughs> and Terry Funk was also in that one, right? Yeah, Terry Funk was in that one. He was like the henchman, and uh, he doesn't say anything cool like in Roadhouse or whatever. But like Stallone throws him through a uh, glass door. Stallone should induct Terry Funk, not Hulk Hogan. Yeah. All right. Well, let's 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 jump into uh, another uh, match. This is a a battle of legends. Um, this is Terry Boulder against. <laughs> Look at his hair. Andre the Giant. 
uh, Hogan in his full Rocky Four, uh, Rocky Three Thunderlips like look. Look, yeah. I feel like Hulk Hogan's hair is like his portrait of Dorian Gray. Like the more bad things he did, the worse his hair got. <laughs> it's like a Stephen King novel. <laughs> Uh, Hogan is wearing bell bottoms and flip flops in 1982. Yeah, which looks great. Also, like the exact footwear you'd want to wear for a a thing where you might need stability, proper amount of grip. Yeah. Oh, they're doing it seated. Uh, the classic uh, barroom style of arm wrestling. Yeah. No, I I can't quite pinpoint where this is happening in a territory. Um, we've got a man in a top hat. The <laughs> top hat guy rules. He's just like doing his best to sell this. My my guess match. is that this is mid Atlantic. Okay, yeah, we're we're in a studio setting. This is not the uh, the the the, 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 the brother. Imagine going to a studio. Andre the Giant is wearing like cowboy boots while he does this. Oh no, it just slipped. Neither dude has moved an inch. And it's like, believe, believability's sake, I really don't think that. And it's over. Hogan's already has the table in his hands. You can't really go, you can't reset from there. No, that table shot was more convincing than any chair shot Hulk Hogan has ever delivered. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a shame. I was really hoping this would be great. But... <laughs> Is, you know, the two most famous wrestlers of all time. But we, we go into Schmoz territory again. I don't like it. Yeah. All right. Here is... You know, that arm wrestling match is uh, one of the things that contributed to Andre the Giant's death, according to Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Just couldn't withstand the bygones. <laughs> you got too many tables thrown in the face, brother. All right. We got a this, classic. This one's one of the all-time classics. This is from so this Clash is like, of the Champions. We have Paulie Dangerously uh, going head-to-head with one of the strongest people I know. <laughs> Paul, dressed like my mom, gardening. <laughs> <laughs> Doing his this is Hulk like, Hogan routine. The, at, like, the, this is the climax of like four months of the most misogynist <laughs> wrestling angle. Mm-hmm. I will like, say... Just, just, <laughs> And then here's our Go girl, ahead. another wrestling club member, sorta Missy Hyatt. <laughs> Missy Hyatt, who's who hosts Missy's Manor on Wrestling Club. God. The best, the best thing Missy Hyatt did was when she tried to interview Stan Hansen in in the, like the men's locker room. She was gonna break <laughs> break the glass ceiling and go in the men's locker room, and like Stan Hansen was like, "Get the hell out of here, girl!" While like slobbering, <laughs> like yeah, he's got like chalk <laughs> dripping down his face. <laughs> It's crazy to see Paul, Paul, Paulie so mobile and agile. Yeah. He's like moving around like he's, you know, it is a TV debut for the cruiserweight division. <laughs> yeah, Paulie dangerously hasn't quite yet become the penguin. Missy is dressed like, oh, she was dressed like Arn Anderson. Now, oh, man, she's, now she's dressed, dressed sexy like Sharon clothes. Stone in Total Recall. Oh! <laughs> Paul Heyman distracted. He's crushed by Missy Hyatt. 
God. Dusty Rhodes is very happy about this. <laughs> God blessed her in the chest department. Yeah. And I'm sure it was God. Uh, and uh, yeah. Man, Dusty, Dusty and Jim Ross are not being shy about how horny Holly dangerously was. I thought he hated her. This doesn't make any sense to me. That would have been my, as a kid watching this, I would have been like, well, I thought he didn't like her. Yeah. Right here on national television. I mean, humiliation has set in here. All right, let's let's jump to uh, a slightly more legitimate legitimate arm wrestling match. Um, so this is a strong man uh, who competed against the Titan Adam Schur. This is uh, his name in my notes, Devin Larratt, and he is like a world famous strong man, and he's facing off against. Brawn. These guys look absolutely terrifying. They are frightening. So this is the wormhole I kind of went down and watching a lot of these amateur or I guess professional arm wrestling things. I know a lot of people listen to this are in the New York area. Apparently yeah. you could go to Greenpoint and uh, see, see some uh, arm wrestling. I did a little research as to where these things happen. There's a regular thing in Greenpoint, and I guess these big, uh... Ooh. Okay, so we just had a... a, a the strongman. I guess this is a, a technique. He makes his hand into, like, you know, a little fish shape. And he slides out. Do you know what, what... How do you feel about this? Do you think Braun's getting toyed with? Or do you think this guy's scared? So what I like about this is like kind of the peak of the culture of arm wrestling like that's happening all around this. Like you've got your terrifying Braun Strowman dude, your other weirdly muscled man, but like the referee wearing a do-rag is, <laughs> is pretty great. Um, like the guy with like the chain, like the padlock chain necklace. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of that. And then Braun just defeated with ease. By the strongman who's carrying... he's got a he's got a Thor hammer. He's got Mjolnir. <laughs> he is worthy, and he's saying. <laughs> we love to see Braun take the L. Oh, this is great. Now he... This is great. Now he wants he's to fight. So mad. Man, this is like a, a boxing press conference. Yeah. He's not doing a very good job of controlling his narrative here. <laughs> right, we, we got, let's jump into another one of these. Uh, this is part of the Jesse Ventura Invitational Tournament. Which was a recurring thing. <laughs> yeah, tell me a little bit about this. So I, I don't know why... But it was decided during Jesse Ventura's, like, tenure in WCW that it would be great if they did a strongest arm arm wrestling tournament. Um, it never helped anybody. Uh, it 
had zero bearing on anyone's character. Like people like Van Hammer were in it. I think Cactus Jack might have been in it too. <laughs> like, you know, like the people who you wouldn't think would ever be in such a setting. Um, Van Hammer, of course, had a really strong arm because of how well he played guitar. Um, <laughs> but like, it's just a thing where like, there's like a cheap table, uh, some like big beefy dudes and Jesse Ventura like treating it like it's a shoot when it absolutely is not. Um, but yeah, yeah I think is, it's great that it happened. This is the uh, the first uh, year we have Van Hammer, Vinny Vegas, aka Kevin Nash, Vader, Nikita Koloff, The Barbarian, Arn Anderson, Ron Simmons, and Steve Austin. And then the uh, the following year. I can't find. But that was think, the 92. Oh, 90. Like, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, that's all I have. When I when I watched like the finals of like a different one, uh, Vader versus Ice Train, they were talking about how the year prior the Eliminator won. And I was like, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> I know who a lot of early 90s WCW nobodies are. Who was the Eliminator? I don't know. <laughs> Like, I know who Awesome Kong is because this was like, they're like, oh, Harley Race is getting really over with Vader, so we got to give him more, like, fat masked guys. Oh, it was Eli the Eliminator. <laughs> Eli the Eliminator. <laughs> I don't know who that is. I don't even know if that's the right person. I don't think it was John Cronus or Barry Saturn. No, no, it was not the Eliminators. But that'd be awesome, though. Like, Saturn does a leg sweep at the arm wrestling table. Yeah. So we got British Bulldog and Awesome Kong. Not the good Awesome Kong. No. The one that's, like, wearing Shockmaster's jacket. <laughs> it's just a big, beefy man. Of course, British Bulldog is warming up by banging his elbow against the table. <laughs> Awesome Kong managed by Harley Race. <laughs> Seven-time World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, putting putting his uh, decades of wrestling knowledge to use. Awesome, awesome Kong having to wipe his sweaty palms on his fur jacket. <laughs> the kind of thing you want to wear to an arm wrestling match. You know, again, last week we talked about uh, all the Regis Philbin interviews. Uh, we had RJ City on. We just looked back at some of our favorites, and much like those, this is like a great, quick way to establish a character um, without having them do any wrestling. Yeah, yeah, no, perfectly. Which they had to do with Davy Boy because he was not really in any condition to carry anyone in 1993. Awesome Kong is Dwayne McCulloch, and what for, for people that are listening. Why don't you describe what Jesse looks like? <laughs> uh, Jesse Ventura is wearing uh, a shirt that is both wildly complicated and not complicated at all. There's like leopard print on the back, but it's straight black on the front. He is clean shaven bald with the exception of a ponytail that runs like about to the middle of his shoulder blades. Uh, he's you know, like a martial arts master. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. He's the arm wrestling sensei, is, is what he's dressed like, essentially. 
And yeah, he's just passionate so, about this. Yeah, he loved it. It's so weird though because like Jesse's Jesse's sense of fashion, uh, I feel like was one of the highlights of like 1980s WWF. Like his Saturday night's main event outfits were outrageous in a good way. Uh, and in WCW, I guess they weren't paying him enough to give a fuck, so he just showed up. All right, let's go to maybe my favorite of these. The aforementioned battle between Toot Toot Ice Train <laughs> and Vader. This is the finals of the tournament, one of the years, I believe. One of the. Okay, we have Van Hammer, Equalizer, Ice Train, Steve Austin, Sid Vicious, Max Payne, British Bulldog, and Awesome Kong. So it was the same uh, as the previous match, but now we're in the yeah. finals. Everybody knows Vader. Does anybody know Ice Train? <laughs> yeah, actually, Ice Train like is one of those dudes who should have done well but didn't. Like, he was in a tag team with Scott Norton called Fire and Ice uh, oh, yeah. at one point in time. I love that. Uh, but uh, he was supposed to kind of have his comeback match uh, in 2020. He got booked at uh, AIW's uh, WrestleMania show, but it got canceled because of COVID. Um, but he's like a really strong athlete, like. Clearly has the tools, but uh, when they put you with Teddy Long in 1995, like you know that they got nothing for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I as a kid, I remember. I I, I didn't the watch shirts. <laughs> no, Jesse is like dressed like kind of like The Rock, but if The Rock washed his shirts a lot. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I the, the first WCW event I really watched in earnest was. Slambury 96 and that had a fire and ice match as part of the lethal lottery yeah and um, I thought Ice Train was such a cool name yeah it is really cool and his music like, is good too now who is your favorite wrestler that goes doot doot <laughs> how many are there it's like Ice Train and Freight Train probably a tugboat tugboat it's I mean tugboat. I guess he goes like but <laughs> who, who makes the, the best horn noise? Oh, it's Diesel. It's Diesel. <laughs> well, I don't Diesel think he actually does noise, it. <laughs> Although I guess when he does his pose, like we don't know what he's saying. He'd be like, yeah. <laughs> the Rock made it seem like he pulls his little horn. Yeah, The Rock. <laughs> just like <laughs> Kevin Ash's first show, just eviscerated by The Rock. It's like one of the reasons that I kind of don't like The Rock is like all of his like classic promos are just like totally devastating and there's no way to fucking recover unless you're Steve Austin. Yeah. It's like truly like Kevin Dash's first appearance in WWF since like WCW. Yeah. Like I thought that the promo where he like killed Billy Gunn's career was like after their SummerSlam match. But no, it was basically the day after he won King of the Ring. Mm-hmm. Like... But he comes in, he's like, oh, Kevin Nash. Doot, doot. <laughs> like, he's like one dude standing up against, like, Hogan, Hall, and Nash. Like, the most powerful force in wrestling in, like, 96 and 97. And he's like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> what are you going to yeah. do about it? What'd you say, Chico? It was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. Do you watch Young Rock? I watched the first season of it. And uh, did not like that I was essentially watching an advertisement for The Rock to become president. Yeah, I guess I guess a lot of it weighs on if he will be president someday. Yeah. 
Okay, Ice Train is leaning down he's, on Vader. Yeah, he's getting it. Oh, he's Vader's got him. Pain. He's got him. He's got him. It's all over here. Vader, I think he switched. Yeah, he switched his grip on the peg, which looks weird. Is that legal? Probably illegal. I don't think it's legal. Referee Billy Anderson? Tommy Anderson? Harley Race yelling shit in Vader's ear. Harley Race dressed like he works at a casino. <laughs> Wearing a light red <laughs> It's like a He's a laser. croupier. <laughs> oh, and Vader got Ice Train. I really thought Ice Train had it, given what I know about both men's careers. <laughs> You know what? That was uh, they made it. They made it look like Ice Train had a chance. He probably got a title match out of this on like you know main event. Maybe yeah. yeah. As WCW deep cuts of a uh, match ever happened. If, yeah, actually, I'm gonna look for that. I want to see that match. But Harley Ray is very excited. Me, not so much. Big Ice Train fan here. But <laughs> my favorite thing about Vader is how like he kind of leads with his arms like all the time <laughs> like he's just always like arms outstretched flexing his arms i will say i back to young rock i uh i enjoy the episodes that have to do with wrestling and now I thought more... that was the whole premise <laughs> well no <laughs> he's also a football he you know he, the rock played football longer than he'd wrestled <laughs> In my so a lot of, oh no, he was also in the CFL, wasn't he? He was in the CFL, you know, and if you include like high school and all that, uh, yeah, he was more of a football player than a wrestler. Yeah. Certainly, his acting career has been longer too. But uh, <laughs> uh, it's 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 fun to watch the wrestling and see how it's portrayed, and just the the things that wind up on primetime television that are slightly deep cuts. Like yeah. I could tell he's he's in there like making sure the details are right. Uh, and they have one episode where I guess uh, Leah, my via, Rock's mom, is taking over from Atta. Yeah. Who booked the Polynesian territory. And because she was <laughs> going to jail or something or under house arrest, she, she had to take over some of the booking and was like, hey, let me get some ideas from the wrestlers they all have bad ideas and then just yeah of course quietly like not really a punchline but more just like a thing you hear uh is tony atlas going uh like what about feet women's feet <laughs> no. <laughs> <Are you> serious <laughs> no i'm super strong and all but what if i had a weakness and that weakness was feet <laughs> that's amazing it's really fantastic that's, that's that is that is yeah that's really good like the show isn't funny but certain details of it are incredible you know what's unfortunate is that that t-shirt that tony atlas wore that had like a dude's face getting smushed by a high heel <laughs> like yeah. isn't isn't available anywhere well it, is, it could be it could be yeah if i just mention a bot they'll they'll print it but yeah well, Colette, thank you for joining the debut edition of Arm Wrestling Club. It's been a blast. We talked a lot about Young Rock and MTV's <laughs> Ultimate Video WCW. <laughs> <laughs> Who's on your show? Also, a lot about arm wrestling. Uh, this is a, um, a Sopranos t shirt. Oh, okay. 
I don't care. Yeah, if, if you if you if you like this episode, go back in the archives. Let wrote a incredible <laughs> piece of uh, fan fiction, uh, spec script for an episode yeah, of The Spreados where Tony goes to see WWF at the Meadowlands. <laughs> it's uh, really great. Was it at the Meadowlands? Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's at the Meadowlands. Yeah. <laughs> very much like well, I don't need to get into family stuff but I had similar nights um, but uh, yeah thank you uh, what, what do you what do you got to plug um, you can find me on Twitter at Colette Aaron uh, as mentioned at the top of the show I'm also the editor of uh, Fan Fight uh, which you can find uh, at fanbyte B-Y-T-E dot com slash wrestling um, today I posted an article uh, about uh, John Cena uh, <laughs> declaring that Osama bin Laden <laughs> compromised to a permanent end, um, <laughs> which is like one of the great moments in wrestling history. Uh, but it'll be as relevant tomorrow as it is today. And you know, on topic, The Rock was the first person to know. The Rock had some connection in the White, like White House or the Army or something, and he knew before like the media did. Yeah, which is how John Cena found out. Yeah, I don't. I what I love about that The Rock like tweeting about something cool happening in the next twenty minutes. Proud to be an American or whatever uh, was like <laughs> he. <laughs> he <laughs> something cool's happening. I'm really excited about this. It's gonna be it's gonna be so much fun. John Cena does stop and go. This is something like Nicole Kidman in an AMC commercial or something. It's like, it's amazing. But The Rock tweeting that he broke whatever agreement he had with the person who told him to not say anything, but has since never said anything about how he knows. He's been a fucking locked door ever since then. And I respect that. Like The Rock will tell you like hugely compromising government information, but he won't tell you how he got it. What if it was someone in the Taliban? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> have we ever explored this i don't think that people have explored how the rock got this done like everybody assumes that he's mr rara usa maybe yeah but he starts a show in situation yeah, yeah right like maybe he's a turncoat you know we saw a lot I, less I of the it. rock at wwf after 9-11 i'm just saying we'll see we'll see if he uh you know takes a saudi arabian payday <laughs> what happens <laughs> He will. No, he won't. <laughs> no, I don't think he needs to. Like he, 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 of all people, he can. He'll just use it to create another distillery. <laughs> yeah, T- Terramana. That's my plug. Uh, check out Terramana. <laughs> uh, it's one of my favorite tequilas. Um, it's also uh, probably one of the more affordable brands out on the market. Um, also, check out the XFL coming soon. Uh, it's in your face football. Uh, or the only rules are no rules and check out young rock on nbc and uh what's he got to go check out uh, black adam if you love the world of dc's shazam you're gonna love black adam jungle uh, cruise is on disney plus these days jungle cruise can be found on <laughs> disney plus uh <laughs> what else has he got going coming down the pike um, <laughs> how old is this rap song <laughs> yeah, his bad. <laughs> Who was with that with? I don't know. I have no idea. 
You can also, if you'll also like, uh, you can see him as Crypto the Superdog in DC's League of Super Pets. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, <laughs> oh my God, this is actually huge news for wrestling club fans. I bet you don't know this, but many, many weeks of the show have been dedicated to the egg, the golden egg <laughs> that The Rock gave Vince McMahon. I thought it, I thought it should have built to a WrestleMania main event. Thought it should have ended with the egg being smashed over Vince McMahon's head in the middle of the ring at WrestleMania. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, it didn't, you know, it, it, it led to that match, but it didn't, it brought Vince and Theory together. But we have another chance for this egg to become the centerpiece of the WWE because oh, man. in development is an untitled second Red Notice film, which means the egg is living on. I didn't see the first one, so maybe the egg's gone. I don't know. <laughs> but the, the egg is there. We could have somebody steal the egg and do it right. Yeah. And because it's WWE, because I don't have faith in them, I think... AEW needs to take this one on. Well, you know, we could, that, could, that could be the case. But I've got good news for anybody that doesn't believe that WWE will not fail twice. That there is an untitled third Red Notice film in development <laughs> at Netflix who are doing great. Yeah. Great stuff these days. I really admire them looking at a, like, tragic and historic failure for their company and going we got to do another one of these <laughs> you can read all about it on to dumb uh which is my favorite uh, editorial news website sorry um but uh yeah and then uh, of course uh, you could catch him as the voice of the foundation in fortnite battle royale um oh and he did it with tech nine also he did a song with taylor swift <laughs> That sounds anyway. that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> so those are my plugs. Clit, thank you for joining Wrestling Club. You're one of our favorite guests, clearly. Oh, thank you. Uh, and I hope you have a great day. And I'd also like to thank Steve D for the theme song, the man upstairs, Isaiah, for everything he does. And check us out at Wrestling Club, WFMU on Instagram, at Wrestling underscore club underscore on Twitter. Uh, and on YouTube, where you can check out compilations of every Regis Philbin interview with a wrestler available. Not to mention bonus compilations of every Conan O'Brien interview with a wrestler, every David Letterman interview with a wrestler, every Arsenio Hall interview with a wrestler. Uh, if you don't see Jay it, Leno. they're coming this week. I didn't do a Jalen Owen. What? You don't want to listen to him talk to Hulk Hogan about his movie Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain? <laughs> you get the new movie. Uh, the Three Ninjas. I love the first picture. Uh, and then uh, again, some point this week, you could catch the Ultimate Video Bash and a lot more. There's going to be some MTV compilations where you could watch it as if you're just watching an MTV that only plays wrestling. I want to be a pro wrestler is on it. Uh, True Life Triple H in China, uh, Sunny on Oddville, Sunny on Singled Out, uh, lots of lots of weird stuff. The whole Andy Kaufman thing is on the Letterman recap. The whole Cindy Lauper thing is on the MTV thing. Lots of fun uh, videos coming to the Wrestling Club YouTube. Okay, well, thank you for listening. 
Uh, and I hope you have a great week. We'll be back next week with Darren, and we're going to be reviewing the year 1988 in wrestling. So check that out. Check us out wherever you like to do that. Darren usually does the outro, so I'm just going to say bye-bye. The Wrestling Club with Darren and Brett. We've got a show that you'll never forget. Forget, forget, forget.